This is the Rebel HR Podcast, the podcast about all things innovation in the people space. I'm Kyle Rode. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Rebel HR community. Uh, we are joined with a couple awesome guests here. With us, we have Chad Greenlee and Selu Timbo, and uh, they are going to be talking to us today about innovation in the HR space. With us, we have an awesome uh, like like bump track in the back here um, at this conference. So hopefully uh, that adds to your listening pleasure today. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, absolutely. And um, so I think before we jump into it, I'd like to give you an opportunity to, to introduce a little bit about uh, the organization you work for and, and what you both do. Yeah, so uh, I'm Chad Greenlee, business advisor with Creative Planning Business Services. And uh, Creative Planning, we, uh, uh, for business, we are the business arm of Creative Planning. So if you think of uh, Creative Planning traditional, it was a wealth management. Uh, we do that very well across the country. We joined uh, back in July as the business arm. And think of everything that a business touches, whether it's outsourced, it's automated through business accounting, uh, tax, audit, and what we do on the advisory side, all the way through payroll. That's really what we tackle. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, my name is Salu Tembo. Um, I'm a business advisor here at Creative Planning. And like Chad said, we uh, get an opportunity to really holistically support businesses in any aspect. And specifically for, for the areas that Chad and I play in. Um, more on um, leadership development, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, elements of HR, go on and on and on. We really can help, you know, so to speak, scratch for itches. Right? Yeah. Whatever it's needed. <laughs> scratch for Business has. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and support. And that's cool is that we can be very customizable, knowing that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. It's not out of the box. It's we can be creatable, which makes us relatable and allows us to put our own uh, spin on things. Yeah, it's it's well, the name makes sense, right? So creative planning. So and and it's fascinating. We just we just tapped on this uh, a little bit earlier here in a discussion earlier today, where you know that the ability to think creatively, the the ability to 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 have actual new ideas and new ways of doing things is that's that is the key uh, skill set in today's economy and, and the ability to actually stand out. So um, one of the things we we were talking about before we record was was innovation and and where that stems from and how to foster innovation and say, Lou, you mentioned something that I think is, is absolutely true. And so give us, give us a little bit of your perspective on innovation and how that fits within an organization. Well, I think innovation really starts with employees having a nice sense of belonging. Mm. Um, you have to have the culture that allows that, you know, um, I recently just wrote a blog and I talked to a friend of mine who super sharp, super intelligent, moved up the chain of his company. Um, and you know, he said the, the higher he went, the less he was trusted to help innovate. Mm. And sure. so he lost a sense of belonging and just basically was like, why am I here? I don't need to be here. If I'm just coming in to touch the clock or do you want me to help you with some innovative ideas, right? And so, you know, we talk about it a lot. It's like, who in the room has a million dollar idea that they hold so close to their chest that it couldn't be something, it could be something that could propel the company forward. Absolutely. But be the fact that they want to hold it so close to the chest, knowing that it may not go anywhere. Um, it's just, you know, you have to build that level of trust that um, an employee can say, hey, I belong. I want to share this idea with you. I feel like this is something to help us forward and better serve our clients and customers so we can grow business. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's 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 interesting. And I love, you know, I, I love the approach on belonging because I feel like it's it's evolved from the conversations that we've had for for 
years and years about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and now belonging has, is is a part of that conversation. So, and I, and I, you know, as I talk to HR professionals out there, I think every single one of us agrees. You know, diversity, equity, and inclusion is a is a great uh, goal, but so many of them are stuck in okay, but how do we get there? You know, how do how do we where do we start? How do I how do I actually even walk through this journey? So as you think about belonging in the context of human resources, what are some of the, the, the things that we need to be thinking about or some of the steps that we need to take to truly get out of just diversity, equity, and inclusion and into true belonging within our workplace cultures? Well, I think it's, um, you know, I, I've worked for some very smart, intelligent business people. And I had one that sticks in my head is that you have to bottom line everything you do. There has to be a monetary value to everything you do. And, you know, we just talked about the fact if I have an idea, I can't get across the table to implement, to help us grow. There's lost opportunity right there. There's also lost opportunity where you have to continue to bring people into your organization just to push them off the cliff. And if you don't have a sense of belonging, that's exactly what's going to happen. Each and every one of those person has the intellectual um, assets from the organization that you lose when they leave. Yeah. But not only that, um, you have you have clients that are tied to that person. It's you know the relationships already built, right? So there again, opportunities. So, so if you start adding all that up and doing the math, and we work with accountants. I'm not an accountant, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I can do all the math right now. But we can all probably agree that it's not a cheap date if you start looking at what are some of the hidden costs that you don't necessarily pay attention to. Absolutely. And then the back bill that costs some money too. <laughs> Well, I think you used the word, and, and you know, this is a this is a term that I, I I talk with HR people about a lot that we don't think about, and that's the term of opportunity cost, right? You know, there is a cost that's non-defined, and and sometimes that's hard for people to get their head wrapped around. But it's you know, th- there is a big loss there. We just don't necessarily define it on a balance sheet like you would uh, you know, normally as it relates to how expensive. Our people. So, Chad, what's your perspective on opportunity cost at organizations and how we can prevent and be aware of that? Uh, well, it's all defined too on if you know opportunity costs defined. If I'm going to do this, uh, what is the cost of the of the what I am not doing? So, right. if I'm saying yes to something. What am I saying no to? As an example, so you know, I think when say Lou builds, uh, how do I get my idea across the table and how do I leverage those things? And innovation can also mean repackaging of existing ideas. We're here at a conference where you know we've got talented professionals. We're, we've got a recruiting crunch. We're trying to find more talented people. And I did a workshop earlier this week where it was decided that we have all the right people in the room, but they may not be able to contribute in the way that uh, we want them to. So what is our natural idea to do that? Well, let's go seek it elsewhere. Sure. When it may be sitting right in the people in the organization that you have, you're just not thinking about it correctly or in a way that challenges you to say, well, how do we tap into those people? How do we say, let's have you be more productive and more happy doing what you do and have you do that more often? But first, we've got to identify that. And if we can exploit that, well, then maybe we some of the positions that we're hiring for, some of the expertise that we need, it lives within the people that we've already hired. We've just got to pull that out differently. And when you walk an organization through that, through those skill sets and draw those out, in the end, they're sitting there going, well, why didn't I see that first? Right. 
And right. you think it's this great innovative idea, but innovation can creep in just such cracks within your organization. You may not even see them, but it takes somebody from the outside just to say, open the door just a little bit. We'll find it. Right. And again, it's being open to that that diverse perspective and the, the, the point of difference, right? But, uh, you know, I think what's so powerful about what you shared is you look at all the research and all the data as it relates to, you know, employee experience and happiness at work and retention and turnover. And, and so much of it is it ties around career development, feeling like the job that I do is meaningful and beneficial, feeling like I'm listened to at work, you know, um, obviously making sure my boss isn't a, a jerk, um, you know, and so, so there's all these data points. And so what you just described is a way to actually address that, right? So, so as you're thinking about, uh, you know, thinking a little bit differently or, or, you know, as you, as you, uh, as you called it, like catching the innovation that's falling through the cracks, what are some tactics or strategies that we can be thinking about in HR to, to do that for our organizations or be thinking about how to, to help facilitate now or, in our Everybody's got assessments uh, and there's a variety of assessments. All of them do one or two things really well. And a lot of assessments say, um, hey, we capture it all. Whether you're doing DISC, you're doing PI, you know, Strengths Finder, True Colors, what have you. The one in particular that's come over the last uh, three years by Patrick Lencioni and the table group is the six types of working genius. You have six types where everybody gets two working geniuses, two frustrations, and two competencies. The reason I like it is, A, it's very affordable for any organization. They went out online right now to you know, six types of working genius.com and took the assessment. It's $25. Oh, wow. The magic is in assessing it and bringing the productivity and the team analysis together. Um, that is a very good tool. And I'm glad that you said, like, what are the tools and tricks? Because everybody thinks, seems to think like, if I do this assessment, that's the thing. Like <laughs> that is what's going to solve it. And I try and preach that it's a tool and a data point and you need to leverage each one appropriately to come up with your own organization's basically strategy and assessment of what works well for us. And if we're missing something, what's the best tool for that? The six types of working genius is meant for the best tool, in my opinion, for being productive and being happy in your job. And it'll pull those things out. Yeah. And, that, you know, that that's a novel idea that I actually am happy in my job. You know, that's it. like it's so it's actually, you know, if you think about it, how often do we actually talk about employee happiness? Yeah. Right. You know, we talk about talk about engagement. We talk about productivity. We talk about efficiency. We talk about effectiveness. Yeah. But the but. Um, you know, we're just now starting to scratch the surface on. Here, here's how I describe it very easily uh, for someone. And uh, then you know, turn back over to you, say, Lou, is when you're working in your geniuses, these are the days you go home to your significant other and you say, I had the best day ever. I did this, this and this. And you can't wait to talk about it. You're working in your frustrations when it's Monday morning and you wish it was happy hour on Friday at four <laughs> o'clock and you can't wait for it to get there. And your competencies generally are if you're leaving a meeting and there's those one or two tasks that are unassigned and your boss says, hey, uh, I think this is good for you. And you go back to your desk and you're like, I don't really like doing this, but I know I can do it. So <laughs> right, uh, right. that's how you break those. Sure. Sure. So, say, Lou, you know, we, we, we scratched the surface on, on, on DEI, started talking a little bit about belonging. I know a significant amount of your work has been uh, on that, you know, helping organizations through that journey. As we think about this, this, this problem statement of finding happiness and belonging at work, identifying the things that, that 
that really get people excited and engaged and, and, and enthusiastic. What are some, some takeaways that you would give our listeners to be thinking about, honestly, about themselves and their organization in order to foster well, uh, that? So here's, and this goes out to all the leaders and really anyone who's a stakeholder in any organization. Food for thought, simple food for thought. You spend a third of your life at your job while you're working. And so if that means a third of it is going to dictate whether you're going to be happy or not and perpetuate in your personal life, then you have an there again, there's the word we're using, an opportunity to, to, to correct it. Maybe it's you putting yourself in a situation or in the case of, a, of an organization working on areas to really help your employees find that piece, whatever that is. Some of it is just having conversations and it's relationships, which COVID has made it challenging. Um, it's been a unique thing about the, the COVID that we've all gone through is that, you know, um, not all cooler talk in a <laughs> workplace was bad. Right. And right. some of that's had to diminish just because of the fact we've had to isolate. And, and so it's really, you know, these hybrid work environments allow for a space to where employees can re-engage and connect above and beyond um, the, their, the work that they do. You know, we had a thing at Bergen, now part of uh, creative planning, called What's Your Hand? And really just wanted to find a way to connect us together. And so Chad's AM may be, hey, I was a college golf. Hey, I like golf. I'm not good. Well, I like golf. <laughs> but that's something where you can have some dialogue and discussion sure. about. And who knows what that's going to lead to? Maybe someday we're thinking up some innovative ideas in the golf course for our current job, which right. all yields itself to happiness. And I think... Really, it's a lot of just simple things. You know, he mentioned earlier talking about innovation, just repurposing the things that have already been created. It's really that, you yeah. know, and just taking a step back, looking and assessing instead of uh, trying to run at 100 miles per hour like normally always <laughs> try to do um, in our job and just pay attention to the little details. Yeah, absolutely. Find those points of connection and, and, then, and then use it, right? Yeah. yeah, good. All right, well, we are ending our time together. So, uh, Chad, what is one key takeaway that you want to revelate to our listeners uh, from to, to understand from this conversation uh, I, I took it from my son the other day is uh listen to those that uh, are younger and uh, more useful to you that can provide the experience uh he posted his first post on linkedin the other day and said you know don't dismiss gen zers because the technology that you're seeking certifications on we've already had it for like five or ten years <laughs> that's one takeaway I all right listen to the younger generation say lou what's one takeaway for our listeners pay now or pay later what I mean by that is now make the investments in now so you can succeed later because it will cost you more dollars later to fix what you could have fixed at this time in life. Absolutely. Good. Truer words never spoken. So, uh, it, and I, I have a lot of mistakes in my past that I can, I can clarify if anybody wants to have a conversation. So, uh, thank you gentlemen so much for spending uh, the last few minutes with us. Really appreciate everything you're doing to help uh, employers figure this out. All right, that does it for the Rebel HR Podcast. Big thank you to our guests. Follow us on Facebook at Rebel HR Podcast, Twitter at Rebel HR Guy, or see our website at rebelhumanresources.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rebel HR Podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any of the organizations that we represent. No animals were harmed during the filming of this podcast. Baby.